Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona with Pastor Jim Remington. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Before we get into our study this morning, as I address this issue, if you're struggling in this area, the culture will tell you that it's okay to move forward in your confusion. Matter of fact, they will encourage you and push you to move forward in your confusion. But the Word of God says, stop, seek, seek help, seek counsel, seek out the truth. Because man's ways are influenced by the devil himself. And that's why they are so perverted. As I mentioned last week, California is inviting everyone because they're losing so many people. They're inviting everyone that wants to have an abortion to come to California. And basically the taxpayers, they, don't, they can sugarcoat it all they want. The taxpayers will pay full cost for their abortion. Well, this past week, Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law Senator Scott Weiner legislation to provide refuge for trans kids and their families, Senate Bill 107. It will take effect on January 1st, 2023. SB 107 will protect trans kids and their families if they flee to California from Alabama, Texas, Idaho, or any other state criminalizing the parents of trans kids for allowing them to receive gender-affirming care. Now, just so you understand, if you have a child and they're in third grade and they are being indoctrinated into, well, you know what, you just might be a boy, honey. And you try to, in some states, and you try to go take the school to task, you could lose your child. And this has happened in America. Rights could be severed, your rights could be severed, and the state will take over the care of the child because you have a phobia and you have the problem. But California is going to save the country. If these parents and their kids come to California, the legislation will help protect them from having their kids taken away from them or from being criminally prosecuted for supporting their trans kids' access to health care. SB 107 is co-sponsored by Equality California, Planned Parenthood, Trans Family Support Services, and Lieutenant Governor. Now in quotes... As so many states work to erase trans kids and criminalize their families, California must always have their backs, said Senator Scott. SB 107, again in quotes, signed into law, California is forcefully pushing back against the anti-LGBTQ hatred spreading across parts of our nation. The rainbow wave is real and it's coming. Thank you, Governor Newsom, for standing with our community. This legislation has inspired 19 other states to introduce similar trans-refuge state bills. So guys, it's affecting. It's going to infect our whole country. And it's very important for you to hear right now, if you are struggling in this area, if you are confused, that is nothing new as teenagers We were all confused. 
But studies have proven if you leave kids alone, guide them lovingly, graciously, guiding them with the word of God, they will be able to work through their confusion and they will come out on the other side just fine. You might think, well, why would I bring this up? Well, because God created them male and female. The word of God is being attacked. Our children are being attacked. And here's a letter from a D-trans female. So a young girl that went through transition, listen to her story. How can I learn to accept that I can't go back in time and undo my transition? Question. How can I accept the fact that I made a mistake when I was 14 years old? Did any of you make a mistake at 14 years old? Raise your hand if you made a mistake when you were 14 years old. Now look around, especially younger people. Look around, keep your hand up so that the young people know that it's not abnormal to make a mistake. Yes, we've all made mistakes. How can I stop being angry at the so-called professionals, in quote, that allowed me to go on hormones and have top surgery this young? I have way too many emotions in me and I can't deal with them anymore. Every time I see an item that I have used or seen before my transition, or at least before my top surgery, I get depressed. And studies prove this. I remember those times and I grief what I lost. I can't go to places I've been before transition without feeling pain. My remorse is tremendous. I can't deal with it. I can't imagine that I'll ever be happy again. Any positive stories of detrans people in this sub or in this area that she's addressing here who are able to be happy again? I don't want to always have to explain myself to people. I just want to live my life as a normal girl. I'm 17. I can't go to school as I'm mentally not able to. I miss my old voice and my old body. I see girls my age and I can't put in words how extremely jealous I am that they can just be happy in their body. Why did I, do, why did I have to do this mistake? I need hope. Guys, listen to the desperation. I need hope. I need to hear success stories. Any D-trans people here that can give me hope that one day I can be happy again? I'm a 17-year-old girl with a flat chest, a deep voice, a visible Adam's apple, and some facial hair. There's no reason for me to continue to live. 17. I destroyed my life, and I feel like all hope I have is stupid for me to have. I don't think any person will ever want to date me. Before all this, people were into me, but I destroyed that. Now no one is ever going to like me. There's nothing I can really do without getting reminded of my past and how much I miss it. I feel ashamed of what I did. I'm scared people will never let me do decisions on my own anymore. Did you hear that? I'm scared people will never let me do decisions on my own anymore. She was forced. She was coerced by a culture and probably by a parent. I was just a kid and I would have needed someone to help me except myself, but my therapist didn't question my transness. See, guys, they need to hear the truth in love. And if you're here today, God loves you just the way you are, just the way you were born. 
and we'll accept you. You are accepted in here and by God. Just come and talk to us. We are talking to other people, just so you know. You won't be the first to talk to us. We are talking to other people. We're mentoring people. We're discipling people. This is happening, guys, in this church, just so you know. So don't be shocked. Be aware of what's going on in our society and pray about how you can help. So if you need help, please come and talk to us. I can't stop thinking about the life I could have had. I also think other people will now believe that they are something better than me. I love my mom. She is an amazing mom. She stopped me the first time from transitioning, but the second time she was also brainwashed and sadly thought that when all these professionals say it's the right thing to let their children, their child transition, then it must be the right thing. She thinks it's all her fault, but it wasn't. I want to kill myself, but then she will feel even more miserable. How can I kill myself and let her know that I want her to be happy? I'm 17. Why do I have to think about ending my life? It's too much for me to handle. There's no joy in my life anymore. Guys, we need to pray. And, and this was brought to the staff meeting, and I asked the staff to see if somehow we can get a hold. I don't, you know, I'm not a social media person, so we're praying, and I would encourage you to pray with us as we look to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Pray with us that we could somehow get a hold of this girl, that we could reach out to her and let her know that she is loved and that God loves her and that she could have a normal life again because there have been people that have transitioned out and yes, they have a normal life, but it'll never be as normal as before, but it is normal. So guys, be in prayer on how we can help in these evil, evil days as the number of states, that's almost half the country, is considering these laws. And it's becoming quicker and quicker and quicker, as Jesus said what happened, and the Bible says what happened in the last days. Faster and faster and faster. Evil is growing. Which means we get to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Doesn't matter how dark it is. You light one match, it illuminates. So do not give up. It's grieving. You might get disheartened. Get in the word. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit and do what God calls you to do. Father, we thank you and praise you for these days we're living in. They're so grieving, so much evil. But Father, your Holy Spirit is still wooing people to the cross. And so we pray for these people, these authorities. They make these outlandish statements and these outlandish laws. trying to ruin the lives of children for the rest of their lives. Father, give us wisdom in our communities, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in families, and friendships. Give us wisdom, Lord, to take a bold stand for the gospel, a loving, bold stand. Because I know there are many, there's been so many testimonies of people who have said, if somebody would have told me in love, that might have helped me. So, Father, I know that's what they need to hear. They need to hear that they are loved by you and that they have a purpose in you. So give us tremendous boldness with much love, Father, much compassion to reach these little ones. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I pray for the gift of teaching that you'll be glorified in and through your word this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
One last announcement real quick. I just, I just thought about it at the end of my prayer there. Um, some of you are familiar with what we're doing. If you're not, we're basically removing the roof. Uh, we're taking off all the tiles because we have so many leaks and we're going asphalt shingles. And so I have two sheets out in the lobby. Uh, I did this last time. I just need to know via the Holy Spirit, via the Word of God, via you, uh, if we should do this next portion. So the next portion is this east lobby, south side. It'll take us about four hours to get it all off. Um, and so there's two sign-up sheets out there. So if you would like to sign up to help, it's going to be on Saturday, uh, February 20, uh, October 22nd. Saturday, October 22nd. Um, if you're not comfortable on a ladder or a roof, don't sign up for that. But we need about eight or ten guys on the roof, eight or ten guys on the ground. Or gals, if you want to come. Okay, guys or gals. Uh, but if you're not sure, you know, you're going to sign a liability waiver. If you fall off the roof, it's on you. We won't push you off, but uh, we don't want you to fall off as well. So if you feel comfortable with that, sign up afterwards, and that way I'll know if we can move forward because we have to purchase the shingles and all that good stuff ahead of time because um, we want to make sure we get it done before the uh, f- fall rains maybe come back. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you're new or visiting, we're working our way through the book of Corinthians. I know that was a lot of announcements, but... What does verse 6 start off with? By purity. If we don't know what's happening in our world, in our culture, and I'm not talking about in-depth. We're not going to spend day after day after day. You know, just skim it so you can at least be a little bit aware of what's going on. So we can do what? So we can live a pure life. So somebody else can see there is such a thing as purity. You see, last week we looked at a partial list of the possible physical effects of persecution that taking a stand for the word of God might bring upon us. In 2 Corinthians 6, 4, and 5, we read this. You can read it in your Bible. In tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. So those physical, possible physical persecutions. And as we look at that list, it's not a list that too many of us would like to have placed upon us, but we should prepare ourselves, as it's happening, to a Christian in Ohio when the FBI banged on their door with 30 agents to come in and arrest the father in front of the wife and children with no charges. But because he's a Christian and he supports pro-life. You can read the story. Maybe you have been. If you haven't, you need to read the story. He did nothing wrong. He was originally charged. All charges were dropped. The person that accused him never showed up for court hearings. It was all eliminated until a year later the FBI showed up at his door. We have to prepare ourselves in case it does come to pass. Well, this morning we're going to look at a few other aspects of the ministry. So verse 5, I'm sorry, verse 6 here. By purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. We're going to look at mental aspects this morning. So we have physical aspects. Well, here are some mental aspects. Purity is uprightness of life, cleanness. So in the Greek, that's the definition. Uprightness of life, cleanness. Keeping our mind alert of those traps that the enemy of our soul sets up against us. You see, there could be very, they could be very subtle or totally obvious. But they are there on a regular basis, no matter how old you are, and no matter how long you've been a Christian. They're there. The enemy never gives up on trying to ruin our testimony for Christ. So let's look at some verses. I'm going to look at quite a few verses. So I'm going to put a lot of them up on the slides just for time's sake. 
Write them down, take a picture that will strengthen our mind in this area. Romans 12, 1. And do not be conformed. Definition, to conform to the same pattern. To conform to the same pattern. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't follow the pattern of the world. But be transformed. The word transformed there means to change into another form. What would that be? Taking on the mind of Christ, being more like Jesus. By the renewing of your mind, renewing is renovation. Kind of like those shows, I love watching those shows where they go in and gut a house and create a a different house altogether. I love those shows. But they have to do what? Clean house. And then they bring in the new. Well, what we do is we get the word of God into our brains so the Holy Spirit can clean house. We can't necessarily clean house ourselves. I mean, we have our part, but we got to definitely make sure the Holy Spirit is doing the work. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So part of strengthening the mind is being in the word of God daily so that I might learn what being a believer really looks like. You and I, and I know I say this on a regular basis, and I'm going to keep saying it, till I teach my last lesson, till the day I die. You need to have a daily devotional. No matter how old you are, you need to take time to spend in the word of God and prayer. And that's not guilt or condemnation. That's just a reality of a relationship. A relationship. Because my flesh will naturally follow after the ways of the world. So I need new information, godly direction so that I can start to grasp what renovating my life really looks like. Colossians 3 says this, if then you were raised with Christ, if you're born again, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. As I mentioned to you, $9 trillion have been lost in the last three months, three to six months, in the markets. Nine trillion dollars. That's affecting a lot of people. Maybe someone right here in this room. So if our minds are seeking after the things of the Lord, we're going to be okay with it. I have money in the market. I have a 401k. I have all that stuff just like you. I'm planning for the future. But you know what? Ah, It's all going to burn anyways. Is that my salvation? Set your mind on things above not on the things on the earth. So yes, plan, plan. I'm not saying don't plan, plan. Just don't put your hope in it. Because if they want to flip a switch and take it all, they can do that. And what are you going to do about it? You going to go to the White House and complain? Good luck finding him. He's in his vacation home more than he is in the White House. When I seriously start to seek after the ways of God, things of this world will become very obvious and the Holy Spirit will empower me. The Holy Spirit will empower you to put down those things that so easily distract us. And I want to use the image of a newborn babe. I was discipling somebody, and I used this image, and I think it really helps. You see, when a baby's born, everybody is so excited. And let's say you live out of state, and so when you come for the first birthday, or you go to someone else's house for a birthday party, what is typically the first thing that people say when they see Jimmy, the one-year-old? Typically, they'll go, wow, look at how he's grown. 
And we as the parents go, yeah, I guess he has gotten quite a bit. Yeah, I guess he has. You see, we don't realize as an infant, microscopically, day by day, the baby's bones are stretching, ligaments are stretching, muscles are stretching, skin is stretching. Every single day, the body is growing and growing and growing. But it's growing sometimes microscopically. That's what it's about being a Christian. A lot of times when we get into Christianity, you know, we just want to go, you know, if a, if a baby grew that much in one, in, in one day and it does a year, you know what would happen. Boom, all over the walls. And unfortunately, that's what happens to some Christians. They don't grow as fast as they think they should have grown, so they leave the church, they leave Christianity. Well, you know, it, wasn't a, it didn't work, it didn't work. It didn't work. Were you reading your Bible every day? Well, no. Were you praying on regularly? Well, no. How about giving God a real chance? And just grow a little bit every day. And if we all do that as believers, we're going to look back after a year and we're going to say to ourselves, wow, God, you've grown me. You've matured me. Thank you for being so patient with me because I didn't deserve it at times, but thank you. Guys, that's what a daily devotional is all about. Just microscopically, every day, allowing the Holy Spirit to have an influence over your life. More and more influence, more and more influence, more and more influence. 1 Peter 3.16 says, So think clearly and exercise self-control. This is out of the New Living Translation. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways, Peter is exhorting, of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, before you were a Christian. You didn't know any better that you were just serving yourself and killing your brain cells. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you as holy. For the scriptures say, Peter quotes the Old Testament, you must be holy because I am holy. This isn't saying you must be perfect and never sin. It's not insinuating that at all because God knows we're frail humans. It's just saying invest and become more like Jesus, which I believe everyone in this room, if, if I ask for a show of hands, I believe every Christian in this room, I'd say, if you want, do you want to be more like Jesus at the end of this day than you are right now? I can guarantee you every single hand would go up. That's, that's, our, that's really our desire. But unfortunately, our actions don't necessarily match our desire. It's kind of like when you want to go to a dinner, to a restaurant, because you have a favorite meal that you want to eat. Do you just sit at home on the sofa and go, I'm going to get that dinner. I'm going to get that dinner. I'm going to get that dinner. And it's just going to magically show up? No. You got to get dressed. You need to get in the car. You need to drive. Gas is coming down, Right? You get in your car and drive. Government's saving you money, right? You buy the, you buy the meal, which is going down, right? <laughs> Claudia did shopping this week. She goes, it's crazy. I go, here she goes again. I know what she's going to say. Prices are going up. Yeah, she says prices are going up, but you know what they're doing? They're filling the bags with more air. <laughs> I go, what? She goes, yeah, I lifted up a bag of chips and it said eight ounce. In the big bag, eight ounces of product are in this big bag. It's almost like a snack bag now. <laughs> and all you people, most of you ladies, especially your ladies, are going, yep, 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 yep. I want to see how they're going to do that with cans. You know? They'll do it. They'll get it. Somehow they're going to figure it out. 
Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, again, those who just live after the flesh, feed my flesh, feed my flesh, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit thinks about things that please the Spirit. So does abortion please the Spirit? Does mutilating kids' body please the Spirit? No. So so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Could lead to physical death as well as spiritual death if you're not a believer. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. So you don't want to be listening to the news for eight hours a day. Very, very bad. I would encourage you not to do that. If that's what you're called to do, do it. But I would encourage you not to do it. You want to meditate on the word of God. You want to have praise music singing. Be aware of what's going on. I mean, I think we need to be aware, educated, but be careful. Because there's a drumbeat out there. How about a few verses in the physical realm? Because again, by purity, by knowledge, so we're looking at purity here. Or by, I'm not, not by knowledge, by purity. Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. I like that. People are watching more YouTube. It's unbelievable. They all of a sudden, they, never mind. Be careful with YouTube. Don't let YouTube guide your theology. That could be very, very dangerous. 1 Peter 3, 16 But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what good life you live because you belong to Christ. So we love the person who thinks they can transition. No one can transition. Your DNA is your DNA. That's a false term. You can never transition. You're just mutilating the the mind and the body. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good than if, if, if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. How about if we look at Luke 21? How about if you turn your Bibles to Luke 21? As we think of purity here, as we think of purity, this word purity, and again, purity is uprightness of life, cleanness. Uprightness of life, cleanness. And again, this is not sin. Uh, none of us are ever going to be sinless, but we should be sinning less. But take heed to yourselves. This is Jesus speaking. I think this is a good exhortation for you and I, even this morning, for you and I. Lest your hearts, your soul, be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. My 401k. Who's going to take care of me when I retire? I think God's still in the business of taking care of you up to this day. I think he'll take care of you, and I know he'll take care of me until the day I take my last breath. I have no doubt about that. And that day come on you unexpectedly. 
either the rapture, either your death, or the second coming of Christ. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You might want to memorize that verse, highlight it, write it down because people say, oh, you Christians, you're always trying to escape. (laughs) Yeah, that's because Jesus said we should. I don't want to be around for the tribulation, do you? No, no, no. And they'll go, tribulation, what's the tribulation? Well, if you don't receive Christ, you're going to find out really quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the rest of verse 6, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. Long-suffering is slowness of avenging wrongs, endurance. Slowness of avenging wrongs, endurance. Kindness is usefulness, moral excellence in character or demeanor. So again, in dealing with people, believers as well as unbelievers, as we do on a regular basis, whether we're out shopping or driving or whatever the case may be, it will bring additional mental stress into our lives. So as we minister, it's important to have a proper attitude towards those who cross our paths. This obviously doesn't always happen in my life, and I know it doesn't happen in yours, but it is something that we can strive after through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by the word of truth. Now, there is an interesting thought, especially in the days in which we live, where truth is becoming more and more relative. Well, that's your truth. Don't push your truth on my truth. It's kind of interesting, though, that they'll try to put their, push their truth on our, on our truth. Yeah, you need a shot, and you have to have it or I'm going to fire you. Oh, okay, all right, but don't let me talk about Jesus to you. That's your truth. Very, very interesting. You see, Paul had become one with the Father's will, so there was no compromising. The truths for this life are found in the Word of God, and this is where we also get our power from, again, via the Holy Spirit. The truth gives us supernatural power to say no to sin, to be used of God to heal the sick, to raise the dead if God so chooses. It's not me that's doing it. It's not you that's doing it. We just happen to be the vessel that prays for people. The truth is found in the Word. And when we see Jesus tempted by the devil, we see that he used the word of God and the devil had to flee. So if Jesus used the word, so should we, which means we need to be reading, meditating, memorizing the word. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, verses that you're probably familiar with, but that we have to keep in the forefront of our minds. Finally, my brethren, be strong in Jim and the power of Claudia's might. Feel free to put your names in there because that's what happens when we argue. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the tactics of the devil, the schemes of the devil, his strategies. How is he trying to trip me up? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, Paul says, therefore, because of these things, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Did you guys hear that? To withstand means I'm going to stand against it. As a pastor, I have to stand against it. Marriage is between one genetic male, one genetic female. That's the word of God. 
That's also science. So I'm going to withstand. I'm going to stand against it. And at the end of the day, when I die, I'm still going to be standing because I'm standing on the word of God. Not on the ebb and flow of emotions of this world. So that's what the verse is saying. That you may be able to withstand an evil day. We're in an evil day. Withstand it. Withstand it. Well, I might lose my job. Withstand it. God's there for you. Don't be dumb. Be loving. And if God walks you out the door, God walks you out the door. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Wow, Paul's trying to make a point here, isn't he? Stand therefore, having girded your waist with what? Truth. Truth. You see, young people need to hear the truth. Did you want to hear the truth when you were a young person and your parents told you the truth and you were like, oh, you don't know anything, you're just old. And then you get a little bit older and you go, man, when, you know, when you're 15, your parents are really dumb and when you're 25, you're like, man, my, they must have went to school, they're pretty smart now. Every teenager pretty much has that attitude. You see, and as we move through this verse here back in Corinthians, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, as we move through these verses here, it's going to remind you of Ephesians 6, which I stopped at, but if you keep reading, you're going to get the armor of God. It's mental challenges, though. The one may appear to be negative as far as physical persecution and the other positive, but they're both positive in the long run for it is through all of these aspects, the physical persecution as well as the mental anguish at times, for it is through all of these aspects that we become what? More like Jesus. What did Jesus do? He relied upon the Father's will. God, not my will be done, your will be done. If you read the Gospels, you will find that Jesus spent time alone in prayer in prayer. Why would Jesus have to pray? He was God. He was fully human. He needed to know the Father's will and he needed to be strengthened in the Father's will. He was fully human. If he needs to do those things, you and I need to do them as well. Verse 8, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers yet and yet true. I find it very interesting over the last 18 and 19 months and now a law has been passed, or I, I shouldn't say has been. I got to double check on that. But I know California is trying to pass a law where if doctors say anything, anything against the shot, that they could lose their license, they could be arrested, they could be fined. In other words, let's suppress the truth. And now more and more people are coming up with issues, and now and more information is coming out. You won't find it in the state-run media. You have to look out of the state-run media, get into some other stations that will give you the whole picture, the bad and the good. There's more and more issues taking place from what was pushed upon us over the last 18, 19, 20 months. Going from children missing out on school to the shot itself. Hmm, kind of interesting. And we as Christians are called deceivers, deceivers. Yet if we speak the truth in love, what does Paul say? And yet true. They call us deceivers, but yet we're standing on the word of God. We're standing in the truth. That doesn't cause us to brag. It just says, we're going to do this. You see, Paul here lists a series of paradoxes, but there, are th- there were those who just didn't understand the ministry then, and they still don't understand it today. M- ministry, if it has some hard times, they're like, oh, I don't understand. Why is this so hard? Paradox. Here's the definition of paradox. One, 
such as a person, situation, or action having seemingly contradictory qualities or phases. You see, there were those who spoke evil of Paul trying to dishonor his ministry, but it wasn't Paul's ministry. Your ministry is not your ministry. It's God working through you. So Paul really wasn't concerned about their report. He was more concerned about God's report. Pastor Chuck taught us this so many times over the decades. Just teach the word of God verse by verse. Love people. Love the sheep. Healthy sheep beget sheep. Don't worry about what people are saying about you. You know when you try to stomp on a fire? Typically what happens is you throw sparks all over the place. And so... I took that to heart, and I'm just a dumb donkey, so I'm just going to keep putting my head down and keep plowing. I encourage you to do the same. Just put your head down and keep plowing in love. Second Peter 3.16 says, As also in all his epistles, and the his here it's Paul, speaking in them of these things, in which some things are hard to, understo- hard to be understood. Book of Romans, there's some very hard things in there which they, their unlearned and unstable, rest. I think that guy this morning did exactly what this verse says. Unlearned. Well, Jesus never said, you're not reading the Bible. You're being used of Satan to pervert the gospel. As they do also other scriptures, notice that Peter in the first century equates Paul's writings with Old Testament writings. He elevates them to the scriptures. First century, Peter and Paul, they were very close friends. Unto their own destruction. You see, there were those who proclaimed that Paul was deceiving the people, yet he was in good company because the religious elite did that to who? Does anybody remember what, who the religious elite accused of deceiving the people? Who was his name? Begins with a J. Good company, right? Verse 9, as unknown, yet well known, as dying, and behold, we live, as chastened, and yet not killed. You see, people are watching your walk, and many more people know you than you realize. There were those who wanted the Christians dead in that day and age, yet God preserved their lives so that they might witness to the spiritually dead society. Verse 10, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. You see, Paul and his companions, as the music team comes up, had times of sorrow or grief. You will have times of sorrow or grief. You're going to have times where everything's not going right. You're going to be wondering, why, God? Why? Why are you picking on me? God is not picking on you. It's called the curse. It's called the curse of this life. We all go through it. You get a cold, it's the curse of this life. Cancer, it's the curse of this life. Something else, it's the curse of a car accident, it's the curse of this life. Look past the curse and praise the God who has a plan and a purpose behind all things. Paul went from having everything that a Jewish society at that time could offer to having absolutely nothing, guys. He lost everything when he became a follower of Christ. That is in the physical world. Yet in the spiritual world, the ministry was leading many to Christ. 
which would cause them to inherit eternal life, making them spiritually rich. And when we really think about the big picture of Christianity in this world, the believer might not have much on this side of heaven physically. I mean, guys, we're blessed in America. We're right now, guys, in America, in Queen Creek, in this area, I don't know if you realize this or not, but I encourage you to. If not, go do some ministering in Florida this week. I had the privilege, because there was a family member at the time coming to this church when Katrina happened. I, I forget if it was like a week or 10 days. We went to Katrina. We went to that area of New Orleans. You come back very thankful. <laughs> Where water was 8 to 10 feet. We pushed everything to the curb. Everything to the curb. We pulled out spas. We pushed everything to the curb so that it could dry out. Insulation, you leapt into the house, you look up, you see the bottom side of the roof. Everything else, the studs are sprayed with. (laughs) It was nasty. Nasty. Guys, we're rich. We're so rich. You see, which is everything that this world is seeking after and will never find it apart from God, all the things of this world. And what is that? Well, we'll wrap it up with this. Free attributes, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, what's the first fruit? And the other fruit comes from the first fruit. If we don't have love, if we don't have agape, we're just a noisy gong, clanging cymbal, clouds with no rain. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Guys, that's what we're to seek after, those heavenly attributes. These are the things the world's seeking after. How are they doing? They're not getting very far. Apart from Christ, they're getting nowhere. Father, we thank you and praise you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, and Lord, we just pray this week as we go out, Father, into our ministry, those people who are going to cross our paths, Lord, in the store, in the neighborhood while we're driving, on the phone, whatever the case may be, coworkers, Lord, help us to be that living example of Christ. We're not perfect. We fall short. So, Lord, just help us. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit to acknowledge our failures and say, hey, I'm sorry I said that. To get right quickly with them and to give them an example of what it means to be a Christian in these days we're living in. And Lord, we pray for our leaders, as your word says to do. Lord, I pray for our president. I pray that our brothers and sisters in Christ will get to him before his mind totally goes. That he would receive Christ before he takes his last breath. For all our leaders, Lord, federal, state, local, use our brothers and sisters in Christ to get them the gospel. For your word says that you take no delight in the destruction of the wicked. You've sent your Holy Spirit. We are your hands. We are your feet. Use us this week. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer, or want more information about our church and how you can experience the love and hope of Jesus Christ in your life, please visit Calvary Queen Creek dot org.